Bitch Talk. Booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. Hey, you can find us on bitchtalkpodcast.com. All of our socials are there. All of our episodes are updated. We are fly. <laughs> Do you like we that? We are? You don't like that? We're drinking whiskey. No. Maybe that's why you No, I'm that. just trying to, you know, I'm G trying. G to G. G to G. I'm trying to really <laughs> spice it up here for the 300s. Um, this is a great episode. For the young kids to get the young kids? No, I don't. We are fly. No. I don't think that. They don't know it. what that means. Yeah. Um, the people that listen to us know what that means. So anyways, uh, this is an episode with writer, director, actor Paul Dano. Uh, his new film, Wildlife, opens on October 26th in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he was a delight Oh, he really was. He really was. He was just the kind, so kind. So kind. And very thoughtful and sincere. Yeah. Um, really sweet guy. And uh, I didn't know what to expect when we walked in. And, and he was really kind of fun and playful. Finish his banana. He was eating banana. <laughs> in time for our social media uh, photos that Char took. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we got to talk about his film, his first feature film that he's uh, wrote and directed called Wildlife with, uh, you know, that guy named Jake Gyllenhaal that one day we'll get to interview him. We're so close. Yeah, we've been so close. We're so, so close. Jake and Maggie. I see you. Yeah, Maggie. Anyway, You're on my radar, both of you. Watch out. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Carrie Mulligan. Newcomer Ed Oxenbolt, <laughs> who's Aust- Australian, I think. Aussie. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's a great film. It's um, it's heavy. I will say that. Uh, I needed a, about a week to recover from the film, but it, it was really good. And uh, I just want you to listen to our interview with Paul and maybe have a cup of coffee with it. I don't know. A cup of tea. A banana. A banana, if you will, because he was eating a banana while we were interviewing <laughs> him. But enjoy our interview with Paul and we'll see you on the other side. I think you should finish by yeah. Sure. We'll just me. talk first. Uh, we're here at the Ritz Carlton in San Francisco. It's a beautiful day and uh, kind of earthquake weather here. Uh, we are sitting here with someone who's finishing his breakfast. It's totally fine <laughs> because I, you know. And he wants to respond, but he's mid by my, my mid morning snack. I'm on New York time. Oh, right. Night, right. So I'm already ready snacking. for lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I well, can't have lunch yet. What, what's our excuse Guys, for being ready for me. lunch? Oh. <laughs> You're on the talent schedule. That's right. I know. I'm on the hustle schedule. <laughs> that's, uh, it's Paul Dano that's chatting right now. Um, no big deal. Uh, he has a film <laughs> called, <laughs> we're just friends. He has a film uh, called Wildlife that's coming to theaters uh, very soon here in San Francisco. It's a serious film, so I told you we're going to get a little serious <laughs> first, even right. though I'm making you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading through the press notes, and I want to touch on something that I read. Um, so I'm talking about the journal entry that you mentioned in 2013, mm-hmm. and I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, you said you wanted wildlife to be personal, wanted to ask questions about your family and parents, explore themes of loss and hope, families unraveling and surviving. Were you able to fully explore all of those themes? Well, I think so. I think I've always had the most fun, really, when I'm, like, searching for something. And I think that was part of what this book inspired in me, which was, like, the mystery of who our parents are. Why Jeanette is so mysterious and complicated, and why, you know, and, and Jerry and how many dads have tried and failed and 
had to run off or, you know, why does marriage break? I mean, you know, you're sort of just like searching and you're not going to find the answer, but at least you're sort of putting together some pieces of yourself or your own life or your parents or, or other people's really. You know, I found the characters to be really specific, but also like archetypal in, in, a, in, in, a, in, in a way. And, you know, it was certainly my hope. I responded to the book in this very personal way. So I hope that somebody else will bring a piece of either their childhood or their parents or their grandparents or whatever, you know, to their viewing experience. Did you find out anything more about your family or parents through this? <laughs> process mm. that you can share <laughs> no I probably learned more about myself mm. you know um, uh, no but certainly like no no okay <laughs> we, we can go back to that question if you want, yeah, okay. <laughs> if you want to think about it but, um, I, I like the idea of this film being we see it from the perspective of Joe, the 14-year-old son, but I like the idea of this film being uh, a coming-of-age tale for all three of the characters because I feel like as adults, uh, we don't, we don't think about our lives enough. Like, okay, this is my job, this is where I live, and we don't kind of evaluate that and think, am I happy? Mm -hmm. We change, we evolve throughout the years, and, and I love the idea of the parents going through coming-of-age as well. Yeah, I do too, and I think for me, a lot of that, there's so much displacement, and I think that's part of the American dream. It's sort of this thing that's like, hey, like, over there it's better. And, like, when you get there, like... Hey, like, you know, when you get a certain acting job, then you'll be happy. Or like when you get your, you know, I don't know, like what, like, you know, you're kind of always placing something on the horizon, I feel like. And life is just not, I don't know that that's the most rewarding way to live, actually, you know, because mm -hmm. my life now is what's most important, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like these characters, Jerry... I mean, Jake plays Jerry. He's a pretty handsome guy. You know, the guy pretty a little bad bit. To look at. <laughs> you know, he's athletic. He's good with people. Like he was probably promised something. And what happens when your life isn't like that easy? You mm -hmm. know, and 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 you have to adapt. And some sometimes we can't. You, you, and so we sort of we either act out or we run away or we, I don't know, there, there's a million different ways to, to respond to it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that that is the coming of age element for the parents, which, you know, by the end can, after Jerry's kind of blown it up, you know, can he say, okay, actually, you know what? This is okay. Like it's, this is a perfectly decent life. Like if I'm just a salesman, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless you had something to no, add go ahead. to that. Uh, I actually want to talk about you journaling really quickly. Okay. Because we talk on Bitch Talk about toxic masculinity and everything that's happening out in the world mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Brett Kavanaugh, when you're just talking about Jerry mm -hmm. almost having it all and then didn't have to figure it out, it's sort of a little bit of a Brett Kavanaugh moment right now because mm -hmm. he has it all and who knows if he's going to get it. Uh, that's optimistic. I know, right, right. Okay, thanks. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to be optimistic yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but can you talk about journaling? Because it's not something that a lot of men talk about. It's more of a women's thing. Hey, we can be, we're sensitive. I know you are. <laughs> I, not you, but I, I know men are. I, um, Does it help you as a therapy? Well, I go to therapy, one. I'm, I love it. I think I most think. people should. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think self-reflection is important, um, and I think we, you know, probably 
some of the stuff that we're projecting out into the world, you know, we, is actually just a part of ourself that we're dealing with or can't deal with. And, and so, um, you know, uh, yeah, I bet Brett Kavanaugh could, could have some issues that if he dealt with, you know, um, we'd all be better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that, you know, it's a little crass to say, but, you, you know. Um, Might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of anger and divide and hate right now and all that stuff. I think a lot of it stems from something um, that we just don't know how to deal with or control or we don't even know what it is. And anyway, uh, yes, I, I don't journal every day. I do try to journal. I especially try to, uh, my job is essentially like being a part of, being in touch with like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm often trying to like open up something and say, hey, Paul, like, why are you doing this? You know, and if it's a character, what do I understand? What don't I understand? What do I have in common? Um, who am I? What am, what's, why am I doing this? What do I have to express? You know, um, and I do feel like, you know, if I was going to be like really romantic about a sort of making a movie or something, um, you know, if you make contact with some part of yourself, I think you actually have a chance of making contact with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of the more personal it is, the more universal it is kind of thing I think is generally true, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah. That answers that. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I love that. And to, to be piggyback on that, this film does touch on the gender roles, uh, especially way back way back then. And um, Carrie Mulligan's character, she's incredible. Um, and her kind of acting out because she felt so repressed mm-hmm. and held back. And um, something really uh, beautiful, I think, happened a couple of days ago at the New York Film Festival, if you mm-hmm. can speak on it. Uh, there was a Q&A after the screening, yeah. and um, a gentleman in the audience uh, said that her character, the character of Jeanette, was completely, completely reprehensible and, yeah. and unsympathetic. And she said something really beautiful. I know, I know I don't want you to yeah. put words in her mouth, but if you can speak to her response. Yeah, yeah. It was an older gentleman. He had a cane. I think he, I'm in a ballpark 70s, white guy. Um, and he really did not like Jeanette and he did not approve of her um you know and right that's what it felt like at least and and right. Carrie was uh much more astute than I will be trying to kind of recreate her response but she said that um you know women aren't usually allowed to be messy on screen they're not allowed to they're not allowed to fuck up and mm-hmm. have that be okay you know, men are, are often lionized for their, you know, um, <laughs> their mistakes or, mm-hmm. or the, the way that you... you or like, oh, you that's know. sexy or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a man cheating on his wife is probably a lot different than a wife cheating on their husband, you know, in, in how that's going to be interpreted. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and she... Uh, and and I didn't realize this. It's funny, too, because when I asked Carrie to do this, there was a part of me, I, one of the thoughts, I was like, I'd love to see Carrie get to be, like, like really messy because she's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot still to, like, give. And But I was just thinking creatively. I wasn't even, I, you know, when she said, I don't get the chance to be messy because people don't let me do that. They don't write those kind of parts for women. Mm-hmm you know, to play a flawed woman or to really just play a full human, 
mm-hmm. you know, that kind of actually surprised me. I felt, uh, you know, because um, my partner's a, an, an actor too, and you know that they that they don't have enough vessels to put everything they have into because they're so brilliant too. You know, mm-hmm. is um, is too bad. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. I was surprised. I didn't know it was going to become a story because I actually thought it was hilarious too. Because this guy, <laughs> no. I mean, no, he I, was a, it was. It I was read that and I was like, oh my god, thank you, thank thank him for asking that, yeah. and thank her for her quick response. Yes. And it was, and it was met with like an uproarish applause. Oh, people loved it. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah, yeah. was just yeah. like, thank you. Yeah. And I like that you call it. She was able to represent a full human, not a flawed woman, a full human. Yeah. Because we we all fuck up. We all yeah. have our issues, and and it's refreshing to see that on screen. And it's, um, yeah, I thought it was really beautiful. And that it's important to me in this film. Like, I'm not condemning these parents. You, you, you know, I love both these characters. And, and yeah, there's some harsh moments, but I, I am not uh, looking down on them. I actually love them, and I understand that they, their struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Can you talk a little bit about your process of writing with your partner and, and how that actually works and yeah. how, it evolved, how it's evolved? Yeah, sure. So I, Zoe is a proper writer. She's written plays. She's written screenplays. Mm-hmm. This was my first time writing something. And uh, I wrote the first draft. This was a book that I just fell in love with, and I felt a very uncanny personal connection, and I felt at a certain point like I, I, could, I think I can make a film. Um, I wrote a first draft. I secretly thought it was really good. <laughs> I gave it to Zoe to be the first person to read it. She came out of the room and she was like, it's good. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, and I was like, holy Aww. shit. Okay. And then there's just, every page was dog-eared. There was, you know, pen all over it. And we got maybe five pages into notes and it was like, this is not going to work, you know. Um, and she was like, why don't you just let me do a pass? Because I, let me show you instead of telling you because I see what you're trying to do. And, you know, um, and so she did a pass on the script and, we actually, so we've acted together before, mm-hmm. and that's hard because you're on set like 12 or 14 hours a day, and then you're going home together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Writing, we actually found a really good way to work, which was we would sit down and talk about it, take the script, go through it, challenge it, ask questions, you know, why, why, why this, but, and then one of us would like go do a pass. So we never wrote at the computer together. Mm-hmm. We never wrote a scene together. It was always let's turn it up and then like turn it over and then one of us will kind of sit with it for a bit and, mm. and, and do a pass so that was a m- much healthier dynamic for mm-hmm. our home mm-hmm. wow that is a really great dynamic it's sort of like a couples therapy for you guys to go through this and, and learn how you can communicate together and communicate through this couple that's basically their whole marriage is collapsing <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something to bring to the therapist next time yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Dano thank you so much for your time and being on Bitch Talk yeah thanks guys thank you that was our interview with writer director actor Paul Dano talking about his new film Wildlife opening up in the Bay Area on October 26th I just walked away from that interview just kind of walking on sunshine. Having hope in men again and... Sure. Just talking therapy. Yeah. Talking about writing in your diary. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. He was great. I thought um, 
One thing that I didn't mention to him was when I wa- when I was watching the film, I got I got this feeling of like it was sort of like Revolutionary Road meets Florida Project for me. Mm. Like the the ta- the datedness of the film yeah, was yeah. kind of like Revolutionary Road, and then the Florida Project because it's like from the perspective of the kid. But and both all three movies made me cry. So there you go. That was that was kind of like the marriage of films that this one reminded me of. Yeah, it was it was interesting because we had a conversation with a local film critic talking about the film before we went into the interview, mm-hmm. and uh, the things <laughs> that he was saying I, was totally true fact, but also what he was saying, I'm like, yeah, but that's how he, the director, Paul Dano, and writer of the film, wanted you to feel. You you want to feel, you have to feel the way that these characters are feeling, removed, dark, cold, non-emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you are watching it from um, the teenager's perspective in the 50s, 60s? 50s, 50s. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, in Montana. But uh, it, I, I, I don't want to say I enjoyed myself watching this film. I was just holding my breath the entire time, I think. Well, and, and that's one thing that I really appreciated about the film is it's, it doesn't give you a lot of answers, much like the Florida Project. Right. Because you're seeing it from the kid's perspective, so you don't necessarily know the parents' back history and right. what their relationship was like before and what their parents were like. You, you know, you, you don't you don't get all that information. So you only see it from this kid's perspective. So, of course, you're going to just kind of be, like, riled up, like, oh, that is not, oh, that is not. It, you could be quick to judge. Yes. But this film, I, I think it presents it in a way that you kind of empathize. I mean, I'm not a mother in the 50s, but I can still empathize with this woman who never really got her full chance to live and see her full potential. And it's and that was a great conversation with Paul. Yeah. And just, there's a lot of judgment about women in film. And, mm-hmm. uh, and sh- whatever. She she looked up the story and talked about it with Paul. You heard it. Yeah, but it Carrie was, Mulligan. Yeah, it was represent. really good. Um, <laughs> but go see Wildlife in, in theaters now, at least in the Bay Area. Uh, it's October 26th. It has opened and support Paul Dano, support indie film, and uh, don't forget to go to bishdogpodcast.com to uh, find all our socials and episodes, and uh, we will see you soon. Bitch, please. <laughs>